you better know who you are at a soul level by asking yourself things like, who am I? Right? Because if you don't know who you are, someone else will come into your life and define you. That is one true statement because what's on the inside ultimately determines your success on the outside. Hey, what's up? This is Charles Clark and welcome to the Thrive Tribe podcast, a podcast where you'll hear unfiltered success stories of everyday people who crush failure and discover their inner champion. Today is a podcast on romantic relationships. So whether you're in one, about to get in one or got out one or you're really looking to figure out how can I better myself so that I can better love someone else, you want to stay tuned and listen to this podcast. My special guest today is Jake Woodard. Jake Woodard discovered his intuitive gift through deep spiritual and physical pain he endured early in life. He uses his powerful life experiences as a way to teach others how to eliminate suffering. He is an author, intuitive life coach, and speaker. He works with people in a way to help them remove blocks and come into deep alignment with who they are. He shines light on truth out into the world and is impacting many lives through his authentic and vulnerable style. He believes that with an open heart and quiet mind, all things are possible. Ready, set, thrive. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you, my brother. I'm happy to be here. I'm honored. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so let the Thrive Tribe know just a little bit about who you are and how you really started out becoming a life coach. Mm. Who am I? One of the most powerful questions that we can ask ourselves. And as your guest enter this episode with us, allowing yourself to open, allowing yourself to receive this transmission that's about to come through. And I want everyone here to think about who am I as we embark this journey together. So who am I? I would say I am a soul that took on this form, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this physical form to come into this body, to work through my karma, to be of service to other people in a way that awakens love within other people's hearts, that awakens passion inspiration within other people but it didn't always seem that way to me you know because i think for a long time i was really in kind of like a dark phase a dark night of the soul and Mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate in you too as well Mm -hmm. but you know i grew up in a small town of upstate new york and small little farm town more cows and people and there wasn't much to do around man so like I, i found myself always breaking things like constantly breaking things, whether it was in the house, like doing crazy stuff outside the house. Like my mother was always screaming and yelling at me, Jacob, if you don't stop misbehaving, you're going to you're going to military school. I swear <laughs> you're going this weekend. I'm like, mom, like, no, don't send me, don't send this me. This weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, I'm just like, all right. So I, 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 I just kind of ignored all that, right? I just kept being bad just cause I was just reckless. Yeah. But man, I just had so much energy as a kid. And like, you know, if you brought me into a doctor's office, they would have thrown bombs bottles of Ritalin at my head just to like give me like to stop my energy but I never allowed that I was like no I don't want to I don't want to have like you know uh, nothing to take away my energy but what I started doing at a young age man I was rewarded through sweets through sugar and you know my mom thought you know baking me cookies or giving me donuts was like you know making me happy because like she would see me smile when I ate it and that was like her way of loving me but what had actually happened with my own stuff is I developed this severe addiction to sugar. And I became very overweight as a child and the bullies would call me five by five and, and fatty and, and chubby and everything else, man. Like 
I had to shop like in, in the special section at uh, JCPenney. I had to go in the Husky section and Big get- Big and tall. No, no, short and fat. Oh, <laughs> it was no. like the total opposite, man. I was, I was just like a little five by five, oh. little cinder block. But like, you know, man, so that was like kind of the introduction of my pain was, was dealing with the physical aspects. And my home life was, was really toxic. The relationship that I had with my father was very, very violent and brutal. And I grew up in a really rough household yeah. where like I watched my parents fight every single night, like every single night, screaming, yelling. And then like I would trigger my dad, like when he would be in the bedroom taking a nap, I would hear like one of two things. The first thing was, well, I hear one of three things. The first thing was him threatening to tell me to shut shut the F up mm-hmm. or he was coming out there to beat my ass or whatever. Yeah. And the second thing was click click which was a loading of a 12 gauge shotgun and him running down the hallway you know with that bat in his hand or that that gun in his hand man so like yeah. i don't know it was just so many crazy experiences that i experienced like watching him be so angry towards me and projecting all of his anger and hate on me man it like yeah. put like this really deep void in my in my heart and soul so jake yeah did did have you ever battled with acceptance well, that was the whole thing, man. Like, yeah. be, because of the wound of the wounds that my father gave me, yeah. I acceptance was one of the many things, right? You know, right. where it was not being enough. Like that was I was never good enough for my dad. He was right. never proud of me. He never told me he loved me. Like he never was like, "Good job, Jake." Like no encouragement. Like not, and and I think that a boy needs that. Like a boy a, a boy needs that from his father to like be that masculine Affirm. presence to, yeah, to yeah. lead him to guide him. I didn't have that, man. So like I worked through all that stuff and well I didn't work through that yet. But like and then when I was about thirteen years old, I uh, I witnessed my older sister Jocelyn, who is you know my best friend. Like if any of your listeners got a got an older sibling they know what it's like to look up to somebody yeah but like i was 13 years old and i was breaking in the bathroom to pour ice cold water on jocelyn when she was in the shower and i thought it was like such a bright idea and like i couldn't get the door open so i was like fidgeting with the door and then i kicked the door open and she was laying on the floor with a needle in her arm mm-hmm. and she had like legally overdosed at that point and yeah man so like for about eight years straight i went through alcoholism obesity suicide depression you know, different types of abuse, blacked out, drunk over 500 times, but arrested for fighting. I mean, all kinds of crazy different things, man. And then I got to the point where I was like, like, I'm sick of suffering. Like, I'm sick of being a victim of life. And I just started taking responsibility for my life. Was was that a moment for you or was that, what was the realization? I think there was a lot of realizations. You know, it's, I think when you just, keep sweeping things underneath the carpet for a long period of time at some point you got to deal with it yeah. and like you can just keep avoiding your pain or you can keep, keep running from it but at some point it will catch up to you and you're gonna have to be faced with it man so yeah. like at a young age i'm like man like i don't want to keep dealing with this pain yeah wow so was it so tell me about that like when did you face it what was that what what's facing it like for you was just being vulnerable man it was like being real with myself like really taking a good look at myself and allowing myself to feel for the first time ever in my life feel my feelings feel my pain feel Mm. my sorrow feel my shame feel my guilt feel my neglect and all of these feelings man just in allowing myself to be vulnerable cry Mm. release being emotional and like purging my system man Mm -hmm. like if you look at yourself like a house 
your body, your soul, your heart is like a house. And like that house needs maintenance and needs to be cleaned and needs to be purged, especially like constantly, you know, if you're in this, if you're in this life, there's a really good chance that you've experienced pain. You, <laughs> there's nobody here that is not experiencing pain or hasn't experienced pain. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself, man, internally too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So pivoting to where you are right now, you, your presence on Instagram is awesome, man. You really encourage people to accept relationships and how to work on their relationships. Um, so what are some signs that a relationship will fail? Hmm. Well, I think people go into the relationship wounded, right? Mm. I think a lot of people get into a relationship. Like I know I did myself for a long time. Yeah, I would get into a relationship where I hadn't worked on myself. I hadn't healed myself. I haven't healed my own wounds. And man, I would get in these toxic relationships and it would be a mirror. It would be a mirror back to me of my own wounds because that's what relationships are. They are a reflection right. of your own self. And especially like, you know, you go through the honeymoon phase and everything's all good and great and you're excited. But then like the vacation is over and the work sets in. And when I say work, man, like if you want to come into a divine union with another being, like it takes work. Like yeah. it's not just like, and I mean work on yourself. Like the work doesn't stop. Like just because you get into a lovey-dovey relationship doesn't mean you just all of a sudden stop doing your routine, stop working on yourself, stop healing yourself. The work continues. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think that the relationship really begins with the self. And like, if you haven't processed your stuff and you're just full of anger, resentment, hate, lust that's a big one for men just mm -hmm. attracting women because they're physically beautiful and that's all the the level you're at yeah then you're not going to connect spiritually emotionally intellectually if you haven't done that with yourself yeah i think that they're just an item at that point right yeah we're yeah. objectifying people yeah and is there some more options that you want to go oh man we could go into this for four hours straight come on give me a couple more <laughs> <laughs> because you know like really like this is a this is a real topic. I think everyone deals with it, especially if you're a millennial and you're not married yet. So let's just say that, or if you are married, you're probably still dealing with some of these things, um, or not dealing I, with them. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so avoiding avoidance. You know, so my my whole my whole goal in mind for this this episode is for people to break free of the things that are are holding them back. That really mm -hmm. has no power if we can just address those things. Well, it has the power if we give it the power, right? You know, whatever energy we flow into that that part of our experience is gonna it's gonna further amplify that. And mm -hmm. I think like avoiding certain things too, like neglecting certain parts of ourselves, like what in the spiritual community is called shadow work, where you're not focused all on the light, but you actually take a look at your shadows and like you start healing things, yeah. right? And that I just feel like people are afraid to be vulnerable because they're yeah. afraid to look weak. Mm -hmm. And that's what the modern day weakness is, is the fear of vulnerability. And, you know, we could talk about like, say like image on social media presence, like Instagram. And, you know, one of the things I always try really doing is just being so raw and transparent with everything that I do and every thing that I post or every video I do or podcast, whatever. Yeah. But man, like, honestly, like, it comes down to just being real, being honest, being yeah. true. And like, if you're not doing those things with yourself and within your relationships, man, it's just, it makes life so difficult. But yeah. like, I grew up in a household, man, where like, where we didn't talk about feelings. We just mm -hmm. yelled and screamed and fought. Like it was, I grew up fighting, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? So like, we didn't, we didn't know how to process emotion. I didn't know how to process an emotion. Like, oh, you're angry. 
well yeah. scream yell punch a hole in the mall in the wall yeah you know like or punch a hole in someone else like you know like mm -hmm. hit somebody like mm -hmm. man it was just an angry violent person wow. and yeah. inside of that person man inside of every adult is what is called an inner child and a lot of times that inner child is wounded and if that inner child is wounded, man, you're going to bring that inner child into your relationship and he or she is going to act out. She's going to get angry. She's going to get hurt. She's going to get insecure. Mm -hmm. He's going to get insecure and he's going to, he or she is going to act a certain way that is going to cause the relationship to have problems. Yeah, that's good. So I know it's tough to let go of a relationship, especially after you invested so much of your time and energy, but I think time and energy should never be an excuse to stay into something that's broken. Mm. So when do you say it's okay to walk away i think intuitively you always knew you know i think in the in in your heart in your intuitive heart like if you really like paid attention along throughout the relationship man like you just know like you know yeah. like once you get beyond the excitement of yeah. like meeting a person that you feel good about like you just know like mm -hmm. you you know like you know when it's time like a great a great great indicator if you want to give like indicator in the actual like representation is like your level of intimacy with the person, like your your actual sexual intimacy will become like stunted and you'll stop actually having like a sense of attraction towards that person. And I think that that's a huge indicator, which, you know, a lot of people just, they have sex at a very animal level, like at the level of like a dog where yeah. like, you know, it's hump, pump, squirt, and then that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, man, so I think that a lot of people are in relationships that are based around money power, safety, security, survival, and lust, sex. And those yeah. are the only things that inv that keep them together. Mm -hmm. And what keep them together is their fear of being lonely. So they go, well, you know, if I leave this person, then I don't think I'll ever find love again. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a real fear. It's like, well, what else is out there? I don't think I'll ever find someone that that made me feel this way, but you're not even happy in your current relationship right now. So like you're just staying in it because of your own fear of being lonely. Right. Right, man. So like, I think, I think codependency and loneliness keep people in relationships for, for far too long. And I know I've done it myself for a lot yeah. of my relationships too. The biggest thing that I learned is that being alone doesn't mean you're lonely. <laughs> it's, it's a great opportunity to work on yourself. And that's what I began to do. So whoever's out there listening right now, if you are in that relationship and you know it's time to walk away, understand it's okay to be by yourself. It's okay. It's okay. Like, let's just say, come on, say it with me. It's, it's okay. It's okay if I'm by myself. Yo, Jake, um, I want to ask you another question here. There are some people who are listening right now and they need to, to make that decision and move on with their life. But after it's all said and done, what are some ways that they can heal after a breakup? Well, I think the first thing is just acceptance, like accepting that it's over and allowing yourself to actually grieve, you know, mm -hmm. in all reality. And what I did for many of my relationships is I would get out of one relationship and I'd jump right into the next or mm -hmm. I'd already be talking to somebody else like a week later. Yeah. And we just don't give ourselves time to grieve. Yeah. And like, I remember I, I went through this one breakup and it was, it was a hard breakup, man. It was like on and off for like, you know, eight months, like breaking up, get back together, breaking up, get back together. And I, I made the decision. I'm like, man, like I'm not going to be with this person anymore. So like mm -hmm. I literally drove to California from where I was at in Texas and just moved into the mountains for like six months. 
Mm. And just every single day, man, I would go into the mountains. Well, first I'd feel an emotion come up. It would just arise up. And Mm. then I would literally be like, all right, I feel you're here. I feel your presence. I feel this emotion. And I would say, let's dance. And I, I would literally go into the mountains for like four, five, six hours even sometimes in the middle of the desert with just a book bag and water, no phone, nothing. And I would walk, I would talk, I would cry, and I would release. And I would just, I just kept breaking down. And most of the stuff coming up wasn't even from the relationship. It was more from childhood trauma, mm. right? The abandonment that I, I faced from my dad never really being emotionally there. The attachment that I had to my mother, the neediness that I had, the fear of not having control. Like all of these fears just kept surfacing, man. And I just kept going in and right, in and in right. and deeper and deeper and deeper into my own heart and soul and extracting this this pain that was so buried so deep yeah. that had been so longly repressed. Yeah, and you know, Jake, sometimes people don't even get there. They just see the relationship as look at what he or she did to me and they never look at themselves Mm. right they never look at themselves like well why are these relationships going bad man let me tell you about a time like i was i was had another bad relationship and i came to a point where i was i was like snot rolling down my my nose crying and then I, i something clicked in me and said your father like you need to call your father and you need to ask him why he wasn't there for you because maybe i will know what it means to be what it means to be a man or what it means to to love like a man should love a woman or to love himself right and all those questions that came to the surface so like i i, I resonate with you when you say like the relationship is really not the issue but if you can take the time to like yeah walk cry and deal with yourself you're going to reveal a stronger person at the end of the day Mm. Are, yeah yeah go ahead and it was interesting because like about four months into my journey of being like total isolation in the mountains i knew nobody in california i was like walking through the woods one day and i was like i had just like got done like purging and like releasing myself and yeah. crying and everything else all of a sudden like this voice came into my head this this in my like right ear and it was like your joy is now returning to you mm. and i was like that's Man, a good like, feeling oh it's like and i just started giggling bro, i'm talking like a bro i'm talking like a belly laugh like yeah, laughing yeah. i'm like what are you laughing i hear you weirdo like you're in the middle of the woods right now it was so funny i uh, mean i just started giggling i just thought it was so funny i'm like yeah man like i just i you know what i sensed too honestly was like the cosmic humor and all of it like the universe has a really funny sense of humor yeah you know and like yeah. sometimes we get so caught up in all the drama and the worldly stuff and needing to be great and you know leave this legacy or mm-hmm. or have this image or have this amount of money and like dude it's it's all it's all it's all nothing like mm-hmm. it's none of it matters yeah. you know it all matters but nothing matters you know so right, like right. oh man it goes so deep that's good man oh we can do this all day <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna uh, be here for a few hours. I hope I hope your listeners are ready. They're sitting in comfy comfy seat because yeah. you know we're gonna be here a while. So, what are five ways to create a healthy romantic relationship? Five? I'm I can't a- even count to five, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so five. What's your question? Five ways. What? What are five ways to create a healthy romantic relationship? Number one, with yourself. Mm-hmm absolutely the first relationship that you have has to begin with yourself and like i could i could make this all five right but yeah yeah. 
Man, because here's why, and I'll, I'll make this quick, because everything in your life is a reflection of how you feel internally, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's an example. If you're filled with anger, you project anger into the world, and that anger is projecting back, mirrored back to you, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're filled with love and light, that love and light will be projected out into the world and be mirrored back to you. Yeah. So everything in your life is a mirror of your own consciousness. It's a reflection. So that's why I'm saying, if you want to have an intimate romantic relationship with another being, you better be in tune with your own self. And you mm-hmm. better know who you are at a soul level by asking yourself things like, who am I? Yeah. Right? Because if you don't know who you are, someone else will come into your life and define you. Yeah. Come on. And, and, that, and that's a promise. Like, yeah. whether it's a boss, a, a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. And that's why people get in these relationships where they're controlled and manipulated. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, because you're allowing them to manipulate you. Yeah. Like, you're allowing him to take away your power and you're allowing her to take away your power. Yeah. But we, we forget that, you know? Yeah. So I think number one is relationship with the self, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, let's see here. Let, let's really feel into this. What, what, do your, what do your listeners really need to feel right now? Mm. For a romantic relationship to work, I would say there needs to be very clear communication, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. This, one's, this one's big. We are not taught how to communicate especially when our heart is feeling closed all right communication when you're in a relationship is probably one of the 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 top things and that communication once again goes back to yourself how well are you communicating with your own self Mm -hmm. then when you're when you're communicating with yourself well with yourself and you have something come up if you have a, a stress an anger a worry a fear an insecurity express that to your partner but not in like a a angry way but try right. to process first try to breathe and connect with them say listen honey right now i'm feeling super close my heart is feeling guarded and protected uh, you know i didn't like the way that you that you said this to me uh-huh. I, it really triggered me yeah and i think conscious communication is such a big key for a strong intimate relationship right the third thing i would say hold on wait before you like before you go hold on <laughs> you hit on something strong because I think many times people, they talk on the surface level of like what what happened so they get offended and they don't express their emotions correctly, right? Mm. Like they, they get upset rather than expressing the emotion behind what happened. Like, And I think that creates a completely different change in a relationship when you can speak on a vulnerable level. So just like what you're saying, man, like, so Thrive Tribe, understand it's not a it's okay to be upset it's okay to express that but get to the emotion behind why you feel that way because then you will trigger something in your partner that will allow them if they are the right one for you to say man i didn't think about it that way let me make sure that never happens again because i love you Mm, i love those words three come on Tend to your own garden. Mm. Number three, tend to your own garden. And here's what I mean by this. In the dynamic of a relationship, you create a space for which two people come together and can grow together as one, okay? In a garden, you don't grow the flowers. You create the environment in which the flowers can grow. Yeah. Okay? So if your garden, talking about you, the listener, or us, is 
filled with weeds and unhealthy soil <laughs> yeah. or not getting enough nutrients you know doing your meditations and educating yourself and empowering yourself and doing you know the certain things then your garden becomes a toxic environment and that relationship cannot thrive mm. and i know you like that word on this podcast so <laughs> <laughs> go ahead <laughs> yeah man so tend to your own garden man yeah. and like don't get in the relationship that you that is your dream relationship and then all of a sudden just stop tending to your own garden and mm -hmm. stop focusing on his or her and start focusing only on his or hers and make them the only priority in your life. I see this happen so often. Wow. People get into a relationship, they make him or her the main priority and then all of a sudden they're not happy. Yeah. It's like, man, what about your garden over there? It's yeah. got freaking bushes growing out of it. Wow. Like go take care of that garden, man. In the same way we brush our teeth, we got we to gotta do the same thing in our relationships. Ten, mm. ten into yeah, it. Yeah, brush so. your partner's teeth. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brush your teeth because just like in a in a eight hour period, if you don't brush, come on now. You know you're gonna need some Listerine later on. <laughs> <laughs> ten to your gardens. All right, so number four. Let's talk about masculine feminine energy because I think this is so important for relationships. Most people don't understand masculine and feminine energy. I didn't for a very long time. And yeah. when you hear masculine and feminine, most people think man, woman. Uh -huh. that, is, that is not necessarily always the case. Most men carry, well, first of all, we all carry a masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Every human being carries masculine, both masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. All right. Men, for the most part, carry more of a, of a masculine energy. Feminine energy is carried more by women. All right, so feminine is more nurturing, compassionate, understanding, very empathetic. Those are very feminine energies. It's also, it can be emotion, it can be anger, it can be rage, it can be crying, laughing, singing, dancing. Those are like expression. Like yeah. that's a big one with feminine is expression. And men have suppressed that in their own selves, but that's a whole nother conversation. But what I'm saying with this is feminine is fueled by love, okay? If we're going to talk about man, we'll talk about man, woman being together right now. But once again, this replies to all relationships. When, in the, and by the way, the characteristics of masculine are grounded presence, building, accomplishment, achievement, goal-oriented, structure, like kind of like all about like the building. Mm -hmm. And it's all about nice. the mission. It's all about accomplishing freedom. Yeah. Those are very masculine traits. Our society is very masculine driven. So we have suppressed the feminine energy as a whole. And for women that carry a feminine energy, more of a feminine energy, what's happened is their core might actually be feminine, but a lot of them are, are, are animating more of a masculine energy because they feel like they need to in order to make it in this world, which is totally understandable. A lot of the clients that I work with are female. Mm -hmm. So they carry more of a masculine shell, a masculine shield, and then they go to connect with a man and either they're, they're attracting to them their energetic reciprocal because it works like magnets you attract to you your opposite so it's going to be masculine feminine it's never masculine masculine because they repel yeah. so if she's in her masculine and he's in his masculine they they have no sexual attraction no sexual polarity is what it's called mm. and i think this is so important for people to understand so for the example of a man and woman this is what we're talking about is when she's in her masculine and he's in his masculine the sexual polarity will die it will it will be it will just there'll be nothing there and that often happens when she stops trusting his masculine energy 
because he's unable to make a decision. He's unable to be clear. He's unable to know his purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's like, well, screw him. I can't I can't trust his masculine, so I got to animate my own. Mm-hmm. And I see this happen so often with women in relationships. And, you know, maybe they become like an independent mom of three and they just they have to really carry this masculine energy a lot in order to survive. Yeah. So I think it's really important for people to understand how masculine and feminine energy really works within the relationship because it is it is huge, man. Like it, it impacts so much of your life, wow. you know? So it's, it, and like, here's the thing. If a man is expressing anger, that's actually a feminine energy, but most men like don't even, don't even relate to that. They're like, oh, I'm just angry. That must mm-hmm. be masculine. No, anger is a form of feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's emotion, it's flow, it's expression. Yeah. So that's a big one is really start understanding masculine, feminine energy. David Data has a lot of great information on it. I talk a lot about it myself and just like the sexual polarity and like feeling like the charge because like when she's in her feminine and he's in his masculine, we're talking about man, woman again, mm-hmm. you will feel the sexual attraction, the sexual charge of polarity. And it's really interesting to watch how the polarities work and how you can really dance and play with the polarities. Mm. That's but that's a really that's, that's a really good. big one and you know it's kind of being more and more talked about it now right but it's still relatively new to the whole like dynamic of relationships but i feel like it really needs to be put out there and talked about and explored in a relationship yeah yeah man it's it's interesting too because the woman has to feel safe this is the big one for the feminine if she's not feeling love and she's and she's in her feminine, then she starts to feel like really like her life force, her radiance begins to like just drop. Wow. And like the man like is like, what's going on with her? Like, why why are you always sad? It's because, dude, she's not trusting you I think to be in your masculine. And she just she she can't rest in her feminine energy. Wow. Wow. I think that's number five, feeling safe. Yeah, I was yeah, I had I had number five. Um that's a big part of, of number five. I, yeah. I wrote down over here because I was jotting down things. Mm-hmm. Judgment, not judging, and don't try to fix. Like I put those kind of together. Ooh, and, say that again. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't judge your partner. And this is a hard one when you're in a relationship. And don't try to fix them, man. One like more that, time. Say it one more time. <laughs> give up judgment. Like if you want to be in a, in a healthy relationship, don't judge your partner in a way that is like hurtful. Like if you have if you have feedback for yeah. them. You know, give it in the most loving way possible, you know, and we can go back to number four about the masculine feminine. Remember this, the feminine energy, if your woman's more feminine, she works better through praise. Okay. The masculine works better through challenge. So like if you give a masculine person like you or I a challenge, we're like, yeah, we got this. But if you challenge a woman, she'll shut down most likely, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're like, hey, baby, you look so good in those yoga pants. She's like, oh my God, I want to go to the gym more. (laughs) Right. But like if, if you say to a man like, yo, you're getting a little chubby, you should hit the gym. Bro, he's in the gym the next minute. <laughs> he's in you the know gym what I'm saying? For five hours. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, if you say it to a girl, bro, she'll go cry for th- for three days straight. Yeah. You know, you can't say those things to her. Yeah. Like, you have to be. And this is what I'm talking about with masculine, feminine energy. When you start to understand these things, man. Right. Oh, it shifts everything because you're like, baby, like, you look so good in yoga pants, dude. And next thing you know, she's like, wow, I need, I, I want to go work out. Or like, baby, you look so hot when you meditate. Yeah. Wow. And she next thing you know, she's like meditating for three hours straight. <laughs> it's like, man, like you you want your you want your your woman to grow, start praising her, start complimenting her, give her like loving encouragement. Mm-hmm. Don't try fixing her and don't try to give her all of your solutions. She yeah. don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, let me tell you, Jay. <laughs> Listen, I, I made that mistake. I'm- we all did, brother. That's why I learned this stuff. <laughs> 
you know, it, like it's funny because like my my girlfriend, is, she's she's a speaker. She she so she does speaking on like self love, and she had her event going on, and I'm like, you need to focus on your speech. You need to focus on your speech. And I kept saying it over and over. She was like, Charles, shut up. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, you need to focus on your speech. And like, she just got so upset with me. And and so at the end of the day, I had learned. She said, all I want you to do in those moments, listen, I'm not like you. I don't, I don't need to focus on my speech like 24 seven. I don't need to do all of that. I just want you to accept me right, right where I'm at. I just need you to say, I'm proud of you. I just need mm-hmm. to say, I love you. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, bro, I'm relating to you, man. You know, because had you had this conversation with me a couple of months before, like, would this be a different story? So, uh, thanks, thanks for the sharing those tips, man. I let think- me, let me drop one more with this one too, yeah. because I, this one's hit coming through too right now. Is man, she wants to feel. We'll talk about you and your girl, and like you know, guy with a girl right now. Yeah, yeah. She wants to feel your 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 deep presence and your open heart. So like what most men do is like they'll sit there and listen to a woman talk be like oh my god she needs to be fixed and that's what like the masculine does is they want to bring everything to an end so he'll try fixing her but instead she just wants to be heard man she wants to be seen she just wants to feel like you can hold space for her and not try fixing her not judge her and you know you know so the crazy thing about that is so i have this this thing called word of impact and everybody has a word of impact it's how you uniquely make a difference in someone's life and my word of impact is to encourage. So I naturally do that by nature. But mm-hmm. I had to learn. I can't always be an encourager in my relationship. But I have to be someone who accepts that person right where they're at. Love them right where they're at. Be, be proud of them right where they're at. And so I have to shut, I have to literally turn off my, my word of impact and, and be accepting. That's right. what I have to do. Yeah, man, because here's the thing, too, is like when you try fixing her, you plant the seed in her like she's not enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she starts showing up in the relationship as I'm not good enough now. Yeah. So now she now because now when you go to connect sexually and intimately, there's nothing there because her heart is closed. And remember, a woman is so deeply connected to her heart that men can't even begin to understand so if she's not feeling like intellectually spiritually emotionally connected mm-hmm. like you're not going to have a great relationship with her right she has to feel loved and supported and like she can really open and trust your masculine energy if she doesn't man like y- your relationship is going to become stagnant mm-hmm. it's going to become stale that's good that's good man so jake i want you to speak to the person who's afraid to try again, to trust again, to love again. You know, you had written in this post and it was on your Instagram. It said, imagine your heart is like a boat. If you keep the boat tied to the dock because you're afraid of rough waters, you'll never experience the beauty of the ocean. If you keep your heart closed because you're afraid to be hurt, you'll never experience the beauty of true love with another soul. It's time to open your heart up and send out to the ocean so what advice would you give to someone who's afraid to love again hmm man I, just hearing those words i got like chills on my own skin i wrote and i wrote the quote <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you read your stuff back like somebody read it back to you i'm like yo who wrote that <laughs> um but, oh man i just i gotta be i gotta be real vulnerable right now man and i'll, I'll share my story of my heart 
being broke multiple times throughout my life. And it was more in my own family than in relationships. Like I had my heart broke so many times by my older sister, Jocelyn, because she would get clean and then she'd relapse. She would get clean and she'd relapse. She'd get clean and she'd relapse. I'm like, man, like she's never going to change. And like, I really found myself closing and armoring my heart because of that. Yeah. And I kept getting into relationships and I was like, man, like it just isn't working and so much resistance. And finally I got into this one powerful relationship that was a, you know, a very strong reflection and ended up ending the relationship. And man, I remember just sitting in the middle of the woods because I was so depressed. I like didn't get out of bed for two months. I was sitting in the middle of the woods by myself, just like crying and just like surrendering Mm -hmm. and just like feeling my heart being broken open. It was like the universe was just like cracking my heart open Mm -hmm. because it's like, you're not going to have these walls in front of your heart anymore. You have too much love within you to give. Stop holding back. Mm. And I basically felt like the divine love just entered me and do it. I was crying, pouring out, sobbing in the middle of the woods. And all of a sudden these words just started coming out of my mouth. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Mm. And it was like that love had just started returning back to me that I, I had like, been so afraid of for so long Mm. you know so i think that in order to really like love again you have to trust in this whole beautiful divine process that like you are love right and that that's where it all begins is like you were brought into this universe because your creator loved you yeah you know so i think it really begins with the fact that you are infinite love and light and realizing and honoring your beauty as a divine soul that you are a divine being and you are infinite love and allowing yourself to be that expression in the world no matter what you've gone through man like you can love again Mm -hmm. but it starts with really giving yourself permission to love again and i think that that's the biggest key is giving yourself the permission to experience love again to give love and receive love in your life that's good bro that's really good. So how can the Thrive Tribe find you on social media? What's the best way we can reach you? <laughs> uh, my Instagram, man, is I post relatively often. Like I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's just underscore Jake, J-A-K-E, Woodard. And I post, you know, all my stuff on there. And you can go to my website, jakewoodard.com. But man, I just, I really want to just thank you for having me on your show and and being such a great ball of energy and just a beautiful yeah. soul yourself man I, I really feel like you thank have you. great energy and you do a lot of good work in this world i would love to end this show if we are ending now yeah please. if there ever if there ever is an end <laughs> with, with a poem continue. come on <laughs> with, with with a poem man i'm sure i'll be back on the show yeah um i'd love to leave your listeners with a poem that i wrote please. and this was uh inspired you know, through my own, my own realizations, my own reflections, Mm -hmm. and a lot of deep, deep stuff. It's called The Awakened Heart. Your time here is limited, but there's a reason why you visited. Think of all the people you can help heal when you open your heart and start to feel. The beauty of your essence comes from your loving presence. Remember to always stay curious and don't take things too serious. Don't stress the past or what happened last. Don't worry about what's to come. It will leave you feeling numb. Feel free to smile more than once in a while. Forgive others who have hurt you because they hurt too. Be gentle with yourself 
and you will find that inner peace is the ultimate wealth. See hard times as a way for you to grow so the light within you can really start to glow. I love that thing. Appreciate you for being on the show. Thrive Tribe. I, I, y'all just need to give them a, a round of applause, like in your car, in your home. <laughs> like this was a powerful session, man. And I, and, I, and I just hope and pray that you guys just take one piece of advice here, at least, to change your tomorrow. And I'll catch you on the next episode.